0: Hi, I'm Faith.
1: And I'm Corey. And whether it's a book, movie, or a TV show, we'll stick with you to the better end. So, Faith, how's it going? Pretty good. I'm good. I was wondering if you might have a joke for us today.
0: I sure do, Corey. I sure do. Right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So knock knock. Who's there? Interrupting Cal.
1: Interrupting Cal. <laughs> Very mature. But the level of <laughs> the level, the level of humor we've reached is is relevant to what we'll be talking about later. Which do you know do you remember what I said we're gonna talk about?
0: I do not. Can you tell me all about it?
1: So I'll tell you a little bit about it, and I'd actually like you to tell me what you think it's about, because I know you haven't watched this, or at least haven't watched a lot of it. It's a very old TV show, and by very old, I mean 70? No, that's too old. Maybe 80s. 80s TV show, early 90s. I think Mm it ended in 90-something, starring a comedian. Every episode mm-hmm. opens with him on stage telling a joke at a comedy club. They are invariably not very funny. Slightly higher, slightly higher brow than your knock knock joke, but not much. Yeah. Well,
0: that's just painful.
1: <laughs> a little bit. It's not. It's not the best. But the show was wildly successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, went on for about nine seasons and then ended in a very controversial way.
0: Interesting.
1: Can you guess the show? Seinfeld yeah it's Seinfeld it could only be Seinfeld right so you haven't seen it right
0: I have seen bits and pieces but never even a full episode so I really feel like I have a really unbiased opinion so you yeah. can tell me whatever you want to okay, about cause it.
1: okay because I have a really biased opinion I watched it when <laughs> I was fairly young uh, my parents really like the show and it's It has its funny bits. There's a lot of really quotable quotes from it. That's a part I love because you can say a line from Seinfeld and anyone else who's seen Seinfeld immediately is honing in on that notices and finds it funny. (laughs) It's like modern
0: day friends (laughs) or The Office.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's good social currency. And thanks to like online streaming and all that, it's remained pretty relevant. Hmm. So tell me what you think the show's about and then I'll tell you what it's really about.
0: Okay, so I really feel like this is just an earlier version of Friends. I feel like Mm -hmm. it's about a group of friends living in a city and trying to make it and just kind of existing with and near each other. I think they have a central location, kind of like the office, but it's maybe a restaurant or a bar. And one of the characters has like a zinger every episode that he's got to say. So he's like, hey, I'm walking here. And that's, that's his thing
1: okay okay um
0: i'm just describing friends in a really really slow way yeah
1: yeah and that's that's fair because it does have a lot of similarities to friends you've hit on a lot of the big things it's a group of four key friends jerry elaine kramer and george costanza And they Mm -hmm. all live in, I believe it's New York City. All of a sudden, like, when you have to talk officially about something or state a fact (laughs) for other people to hear.
0: You don't want to come on too strong. Yeah,
1: I don't want to, like, very strongly say it's definitely New York City and then somebody goes, no, it's Chicago. Um, Oh, no. No. But I'm pretty sure it's not Chicago, which if anybody's wondering, this is not a facts based show necessarily us, you know, you and I talking, this is a humor Uh. podcast. So sometimes we get the facts wrong. uh, Live with it.
0: Yeah. Deal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Who cares? (laughs) But yeah, no, you're totally right. It's like Friends, except it's not. Jerry and Kramer live in the same building across the mm-hmm. hall from each other so that part's kind of similar and they each have their own characteristics jerry is this like professional comedian he's a little bit famous or he's like on the track to get a little bit famous and george has a fairly typical a kind of no george has an office job for a while mm-hmm. he works for the yankees that oh they are in new york 100 he like works <laughs> for the yankees for a while but he doesn't love his job george is always negative oh no yeah, he's the Eeyore of the group. One hundred percent. He's very negative, very dejected. Everything, even when good things happen, he finds the worst in them. It can be something really positive happens, and he and he's gonna like self sabotage because of it.
0: So, is this is this something where he's miserable all the time, or he's just really sarcastic all the time?
1: No, that really changes the mood. He's genuinely miserable, but it, oh, it's no. self, <laughs> it's self it's self inflicted. <laughs> um he's yeah the misery is genuine it's not always called for and it's always self-inflicted some some bad things do happen to him but anytime anything good happens he turns it into something bad so really it's his fault it's always his fault so why Um. should i
0: watch this show because so far it's off-brand friends and one of the guys is eeyore but off-brand eeyore
1: Yeah, and then you've got Kramer who's the wild card He's kind of a crazy person He always is cooking up these crazy schemes There's one episode where he's decided he's figured out a more efficient way to sleep Where he Mm -hmm. like sleeps an hour or two hours every four or six hours So that he doesn't have a normal sleep cycle Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes he's awake Does he save any time? It's supposed to so that like within a week he only sleeps a tenth or a fifth of However much a normal person sleeps when you sleep eight hours a day uh-huh. So he thinks it's more efficient. He also at one point becomes the, you used to have to call a phone service to find out movie show times. Oh. And he becomes that. People like call, it's his job? No. He just, uh- he just kind of decides to do it. And somehow his phone number, I can't remember, because I did not. Full disclosure, I didn't rewatch the whole show for this. <laughs> I rewatched the first episode and the last episode cuz I have okay. at some point seen almost all of the episodes. Mhm. But today I rewatched the first and the last, which if you want to watch them, this is too late to tell you, but they're leaving Hulu this Wednesday, but this episode will come out on Thursday, just in time no. to tell you you missed it.
0: <laughs> so where where can we find this this interesting interesting show?
1: Hulu until Wednesday. And then I don't know where it's going. Probably NBC's new platform. Okay. But anyway, so you've got Kramer, he decides to be a phone like the movie theater times person. So
0: he's not getting paid. He's No, he's
1: like using his home phone. He's not even working for a real company. He's using his home phone in his house. <laughs> People call him. He's having to reference the newspaper, I believe. And sometimes it's like getting really frantic. He's flipping through the newspaper pages and trying to figure out what time a movie is or that sort of thing. And that's just kind of how he does. He does a lot of maybe illegal things, which is a common theme in the show. A oh, lot of them do some maybe... Oh, Kramer. I, if I had to guess, Kramer's definitely on drugs, even if it's not confirmed in the show. His, oh, no. His whole mannerisms. And a big thing for him is he races across the hallway, flings open Jerry's door, and kind of, like, slides into the room every time. Oh! Uh- He's got this crazy hair. And then there's Elaine. And Elaine is... She works for maybe a clothing company. Their jobs are not terribly important to the purpose of the show. Okay. Which I'll tell you the purpose of the show or what the show is actually about. Can,
0: can, can I make a guess? <laughs> yeah. I have a guess. Okay. So one time... A really long time ago, I was talking about this new show on Disney called Sunny with a Chance. And I was like, it's a comedy show. Within a comedy show. It's amazing. It's our an original. Mm-hmm. And my sister, old and wise <laughs> as she is, said, that's been done before. They did it a long time ago. And now that you're talking about comedy, I kind of feel like that's what it is. Like it's a comedy show inside of a comedy show.
1: Okay, so it almost is. Oh. It wants to be at a certain part. So Elaine exists... She and Jerry have some chemistry. They don't really get together. She's mean. Honestly, they're They're all mean. Everybody's mean. That's an important part of the show. So is it like always sunny in
0: Philadelphia?
1: I haven't ever seen that one.
0: Oh, they're all terrible people. Oh, 100% then.
1: Yes, yes. They're terrible people. All four of them. And they, they sit around in different locations and complain and talk badly about other people and make jokes at other people's expenses. All their love Uh. lives are just a series of unfortunate events for other people. (laughs) (laughs) So... They, no. date, they date people and then make fun of them to their friends, the the oh. other three in the group. Or they take advantage of them for something. Like, they want something that person can get them or has. Or they make bets oh, yeah. at their expense. Or they they just don't treat people well.
0: Oh, no. Yeah. This and really does sound like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's,
1: it's a recurring problem. The show within a show part comes in that George and Jerry decide to write a show based on their lives. And they Uh, pitch it... About
0: them being as terrible as they are? Or do they make...
1: So the show they pitched to NBC is a show about nothing. That there's no point. But all the characters are based on Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer. (laughs) And the various people who have the misfortune of meeting them. Oh, no. Yeah. So they... So when you hear that, and even before, you've got an inkling that this show, Seinfeld, is a show about nothing. It is a show about nothing they go and they stand in line to get into like a chinese restaurant and they talk about nothing and they sit Uh, in the diner and they complain and they have all these funny exchanges and you realize at the heart of it it's about nothing
0: so there's no plot to each episode do you know i feel like you're telling me not to watch this show i feel like you out loud are saying this is this really good show that i used to No, i never said it's good
1: i said i've watched it Oh, <laughs> and I said lots of people have watched it, and lots of people love it, but they don't love it for its own sake. Like, n- as far as I can tell, nobody loves the characters a whole lot. But you enjoy a wa- you enjoy watching it in the same way you enjoy watching a natural disaster somewhere oh, else. No,
0: it's so, like it's like having a group of friends, kind of on the side that you don't have to get too invested in their lives, but you get to like watch them implode.
1: Yeah. Or coworkers, or the the troubled family members of people you're not related to. Oh yeah, Uh, so you get to. I love secondhand gossip. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of thing, and you get to watch them be terrible people. I think it gives it probably like lights up the same part of our brains that uh, terrible, um, terrible reality TV does because you see the worst in people. But also, the reason Seinfeld is successful, according to me, just me, <laughs> is because of the the situations they get put into and the absurdity that happens. So there are some really funny situations. I was watching the last episode today, and they're sitting in the diner, because they always are, and Jerry and uh, George's show, which they pitched a pilot they filmed a pilot and pitched it to nbc five years previous within the show's timeline
0: so has it been a show for five years
1: no they pitched the pilot and it didn't get picked up
0: oh so now it's going to get picked up in the last episode now it's
1: gonna no yes in the last episode (laughs) nbc calls them nbc has a new president and they're saying like hey we would like to do the show and they're gonna call the show jerry which is funny, uh, because the show Seinfeld is about Jerry Seinfeld, and so the show within the show will be called Jerry.
0: Okay. Um, so the other guy who's a part of it doesn't get his name in the title?
1: No. George doesn't get his name in the title. I don't think George really doesn't necessarily want his name in the title. Is he George doesn't the get one who's it. on drugs? No, that's Kramer. Kramer's on drugs, probably.
0: Okay, so there's three guys and one girl.
1: Three guys, like, one girl. There's
0: Jerry, George, Lenore, and Kramer.
1: No. No? No. <laughs> <laughs> what are their names? <laughs> Jerry, George, Elaine. what I say? Lenore. Lenore. Lenore, like that growling Poe poem.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: Evermore. No.
0: Do you know I can quote that whole thing?
1: I feel like in the recesses of my brain I did know that, and I'm still impressed.
0: Thank you. Uh-huh. One day we'll do a whole episode where it's just me quoting it and then us taking the end of every sonnet and being like, how could this have ended differently? Yeah, changing e- it. Each, each time, he's just getting more and more upset at the bird. And maybe the bird isn't like a raven, but it's a parakeet. Because yeah, parakeets can actually talk.
1: He's bad at identifying birds.
0: <laughs> he thinks it's a parakeet. Maybe it's not a bird at all. Maybe, maybe, maybe... Yeah. It's an owl, but one of those owls that's supposed to like scare away pigeons. So it's not even real. And oh. this guy, this guy has been sitting by the fire with his sherry, oh, and, he and he's kind having of, like, like a psychotic break. Over. <laughs> yeah, he's oh, like, no. he's like, who's there? And then the wind is like, Phew. and he's like,
1: evermore, the L- L- Uh, maybe Lenore was never real.
0: And treating entrance at my chamber door. Pretty sure she wasn't. Also, you know Edgar Allan Poe like married his cousin, right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: He definitely, yes, definitely married his like twelve year old cousin, and then she died. And he was like, "Why did bad things always
1: happen to me?" Yeah, he died under like mysterious circumstances. Also, this is our podcast within the podcast <laughs> to further <laughs> uh, to further cement our mimicking the art we're talking about. Oh yes. Our our po within the podcast. <laughs> yeah, if every there's single, if there's not a podcast episode, listen. We just, we just add a little. bit. Listen, if there's not oh. a podcast called the Edgar Allan Po cast, I'll riot to steal a line from one of our friends,
0: Kara. Um, if hey. you're
1: listening, <laughs> I'll cite I'll cite my sources. Hey, yeah. do you want
0: to have a podcast
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> called, call, called the Edgar Allan Poe cast? Oh yeah,
1: T M T M T M. No one can steal. It's ours. That girl yeah, podcast. Yeah, we called it, it. Yeah. yeah. Like, we trademarked episode, it. Hey, I just, I just logged on to Hover. I bought the domain. Don't even try. It's ours.
0: She did. I can prove it. Yeah, we got the receipts. Don't ask for them, though. They're very legit. Do you know, yeah, don't this is discredit another big us. off topic. Okay. I, I saw this thing, and it said, if you want people to think you're sus, and you just are living your best life, just over-explain things. Mm. So it's like I was just on the phone with my friend who's alive. I yes. I definitely have the receipts. They're in my pocket right now. I I know because I touched a piece <laughs> of lint and I thought, ew, that's some dirty piece of lint. I should throw that
1: away. Yes, the more specific the information and specificity is good for both suspicion and humor, because the more specific you can make a thing, the funnier the joke is. Mm.
0: Yeah, but I've been caught in some big lies because of that. Specificity is not good for people who are actually trying to lie. No,
1: no, no. You want to say, you want to talk like an honest person. An honest person oh, only yeah. shares, only shares as much information as is needed. No more, Do you, no less.
0: Do you know, one time I told my friend I had called her, and I was like, I definitely did. <laughs> I called you. Of course I did. And she said, you did not. It's not on my call log. And I said, maybe your phone's messed up. I called you. I got your voicemail. It said blah, 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 blah. Because I knew her voicemail by heart. And she said, I changed my voicemail.
1: (laughs) I and feel I said, like I'm this friend. Oh, no. <laughs> I think you've told me the same lie.
0: Uh, no. I definitely would never lie to you, Corey. I can prove it. Um, because <laughs> because gonna... I, have, I have a lie detector in my pocket. You can tell because it touched a piece of lint. And I thought, wow, that's a dirty piece of lint. I should throw it away.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of terrible ways to treat your friends. <laughs> Seinfeld. Uh, so in the last episode of Seinfeld, there you get the call from NBC. The show's going to be picked up. They don't ruin it because sometimes George can, like, blow things and move in, <laughs> in, in, like, the moment. And he doesn't. They hold it together for the meeting. They accept. NBC's, like, as a thank you or in, like, preparation for you becoming, like, big shots. They're going to take the whole show for a whole season up front. hmm Not have to air another pilot. How they many episodes? They give them 13. So, like... Mm-hmm. Not, not a lot, not a huge vote of confidence, but a big-ish vote of confidence. The office only got three episodes. See, so so NBC is pretty generous sometimes. Sometimes, and as a part the of office, as part of their like signing them up for this, they give Jerry and George a private jet for like one fun trip anywhere they want to go. They can take whoever they want to take. So of course they're gonna take kramer and elaine and and jerry and george the four of them they're gonna go and they have this whole debate but before they get to the debate just george and jerry are sitting in this cafe the the same diner they Mm -hmm. always sit in it probably has a name in every episode you see the outside of it and i could describe the outside of the building but i could not tell you the name of the diner so it's not Uh, important
0: (laughs) is it called cheers
1: no (laughs) that's its own show
0: I know, but I
1: just but, really wanted it to be the same. No, uh, no, it's not. But they're at this diner, and and this is the this was the funniest part in this part of the show, the episode, was they're sitting there. George really wants catch up, so they do a great job of capturing things that actually happen in real life, the little inconveniences that happen. Uh huh. And they make it funny because they push it to absurd levels. So, so George, wait
0: wait wait, are they on the jet or are they still at the restaurant? They're
1: still at the restaurant. This is before they've decided where they're going to go. But they've okay. mentioned it and then George really wants ketchup, but their waitress just like has not come back to check on them at all.
0: <laughs> oh, she's man.
1: disappeared. She's she's ignoring them. And he could of course wave her down, but instead, he just complains about it to Jerry and like very loudly complains.
0: Uh If I was a waitress, which I used to be, um, and someone was complaining really loudly, I would just go up to the table next to them, and I'd be like, I'm so sorry, it's taking a long time, it's my first day, and this is the only time... I just want to cry oh, no. and then the other table that's been really loudly being booties mm-hmm. they're just like uh. and then i come over to them next and i'm like can, can, can i get you anything and they're like uh just some ketchup please
1: <laughs> so she doesn't even give them that she gives them no time of day george finally leans like turns around their booth is back to back to other booths so it's like one long line of of booths to eat in and he turns around to the couple sitting at the booth behind him and and asks if he can have the catch-up and that lady the person sitting directly behind him looks at him then looks at her partner across from her and goes do you think we should give it to him oh it's loud enough for George to hear, and so then she and her partner have this whole discussion about whether or not they will give George the catch up. While well, George is sitting there, watching them have this discussion, and finally, are they
0: are they having it in jest? Are no, they like, like ah, like, I think we no, should they're, give it? No, they're
1: serious. And finally, the man says, "I I don't know. I'm not going to use it." And she goes, "Well, I don't." And basically, then she turns around to George and she goes. No, I think I'm gonna need it. I, like I might want to use it from time to time. <laughs> uh! And doesn't give him the ketchup. <gasps> so that's that's the absurdest. Like that is funny. Uh huh. Because everybody's wanted something from the waitress and they can't get the waitress's attention or they just don't want to because it's awkward. And then they wish they could ask the person at the table next to them. Most people wouldn't. Some people would. And this then you just see like audience. the
0: most most terrible outcome, right? Where you then have to sit in shame of knowing that you can't make eye contact with them for the yes. rest of the time. And if they don't use the ketchup that entire time, they're gonna feel bad. But if they do use the ketchup, you are gonna squint at them.
1: Yes, except no one in Seinfeld ever feels bad. No one feels bad for their actions ever. No, oh, and everyone really... they meet, everyone they meet, almost everyone is just as terrible a person as them.
0: Oh no! So you they're could tell terrible. That the writers of this show were just like, "There's only one way to live. There's only yeah. one type of person
1: as a jerk." Although the last episode makes you realize the writers are self-aware of this. Okay,
0: the last so episode for nine. In how many seasons?
1: Nine. Uh, the last episode in nine seasons. So for all nine seasons, they've been jerks to everyone they meet. Lots of people have been jerks to them. And you would say, oh, this is not a show I should watch. But the reason you should watch are scenes like that, where a real-life event happens uh-huh. that you can relate to, and it plays out in the most absurd, ridiculous way possible. <laughs> and you can laugh at their misery that ensues.
0: <laughs> because they're bad people and they deserve it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes. That You've really nailed it. That's, that's the enjoyable part. And so they... <laughs> Even a really famous one is the episode about the soup Nazi. Okay. There's like a tiny restaurant or there's a tiny restaurant. This man runs it. It's a very tight ship. People have to come in, they hand over their money, they have minimal interaction, like you can't take your time. Uh imagine the varsity. The varsity. Yes. You have no time. If you don't order fast enough, they will what say. Do next. What do you have? What do you yeah. have? What do you have? And you have 0.5 seconds to answer, yeah. to start yep. your answer. And there's no hesitating, because if you show any, like, uncertainty or fear, you're going to get thrown to the back of the line. Oh, soup yeah. Nazi, Soup Nazi's restaurant is just like that. But apparently okay. he has the best soup in the whole city. Everybody loves his soup. Everyone raves about it. But if you do any little thing, like, you decide halfway through your order you want something you didn't order or you want to add something, regardless of your willingness to pay for it, if you uh-huh. do that... He says, no soup for you, one year. And you're (gasps) banned from the restaurant for a whole year. No! They take the soup you've already gotten from them, they snatch it away. Oh, no. And they give you your money back and send you out the door.
0: Well, at least they give you your money back.
1: They do, they do. But that's so funny, right? Like, that's... It
0: is, it is. Also, it's a little bit of an extra slap in the face. Because mm-hmm. you could be like, "I'm mad at them for treating me poorly," but instead, you have to be embarrassed about yourself. Yeah. You have to put the quarters back into your bag silently yeah. and be like, "Sorry, excuse me. I'm sorry, excuse yeah. me." As you like, go backwards. And it's always the line.
1: there's always a line. It's always crowded. Yeah. Now, an important factor is Elaine, through a series of events that don't matter, Fine. <laughs> all of the soup Nazi's original recipes. Oh, and she no. publishes them. No! And gets his business shut down. He loses all uh, his business. Yeah, so they retaliate to too far of an extreme. Yeah. Another instance is, like, Jerry really wants this. Wait, wait, wait. This. that's the end of the episode? <laughs> uh, pretty much. She uh. ruins his business. That's the resolution. Is this man, who is an immigrant, he is not from this country, who has, like, made oh, no. something from nothing... Loses everything. Destroyed. Which is immigrants are often the victims of their callous behavior because there's another episode of, where of, of
0: non immigrants' callous behavior.
1: Right. Of these four people's callous behavior.
0: Okay. Okay. Because I was like I was like, no, no, Corey. No, no. You <laughs> the, have to add a comma. Yeah.
1: There's an episode of Seinfeld where a Pakistani man opens a restaurant. And I wanna say it's an Italian restaurant because he thinks Italian food will do better in New okay. York. Okay. And Jerry comes in and he's like, Well, there's like there's a million Italian restaurants.
0: Uh-huh. So
1: why not make Pakistani food?
0: Sounds like nice an so, suggestion.
1: Yeah, not a bad suggestion. He doesn't ask any questions about what kind of food they would serve or anything. That's his advice. And the guy takes it and nobody wants Pakistani food. So then Jerry also doesn't want Pakistani food. He no! stops eating there. Nobody eats there. The whole business goes out of goes out. Like there's no more business. Jerry also yeah, goes under. Jerry also gets this man an apartment in his apartment building.
0: He gets it I think, for
1: him? Yeah, he helps him I think to uh, I can't remember if it's to make up for it or it's just like a thing that happens concurrently. Okay. But he does that. And the man moves into the apartment building. There's a mix-up with his mail. It never gets straightened out. He doesn't know that he's been getting in prompts to renew his immigration papers. No! So he gets, he gets deported. And it's all Jerry's fault. Oh. They do things that, that ruin people's lives.
0: They're lives. Over and lives. over.
1: Yeah. They just mess up other people's lives. And they don't ever feel bad about it. So in the last and then they episode. they don't get the catch-up. Yeah, and they don't get the catch up. In the last episode, they're trying to decide where they want to go and they finally settle on Paris. Everybody's okay with going to Paris because like who wouldn't go to Paris, I guess?
0: Sure.
1: And so <laughs> they're going to go to Paris. And they start flying to Paris. Earlier in the episode, Kramer went to the beach and he has water in his ear, and so he's been like, trying to like shake his head <laughs> and get the water oh, out. Yeah. On the little jet, he starts doing that. Like on he the starts jet? Yes, on the jet. He starts, like, shaking his head. He's jumping up and down. He's, like, banging on the walls. And he accidentally pushes through, like, the door into, like, the pilot's cabin. Oh! And, like, messes with a bunch of controls and stuff. They think the plane is going to go down because it starts, like, diving. Oh,
0: no. They're all
1: panicking, making confessions about what terrible people they are. Elaine almost tells Jerry that she loves him. Um, Earlier in Earlier on the flight, George has complained about the airplane because it's not as nice as he imagined it would be. And it's very nice. It's a nice private jet. This is the last
0: episode, right?
1: Yep. And this is just an example of George's inability to be satisfied.
0: Sure.
1: Anyway, the last second, they pull up out of the dive. They survive, but they have to stop at a small local airfield in... The state doesn't matter. It's a little no okay. nobody kind of town. And they get out of the okay. plane. The pilot says, it'll be a couple hours. I have your beeper information. Like, I'll beep you uh-huh. when, when the plane's ready. We're just going to check and make sure everything's okay. Nothing was messed up. Y'all just hang out in town, find something to do. So the four of them go to town and they're staying on the sidewalk, kind of like figuring out what they want to do. And they're, they're just not really doing anything. And Kramer has a video uh-huh. camera, like one of the big ones you had to like hold on your shoulder because they were going to Paris. And so he's still sure. documenting things. And they see, a cr- not 12 feet from them, okay. a man parks his car and starts getting held at gunpoint, is uh- being robbed and having his car stolen at gunpoint.
0: And they did not help
1: him, right? Oh, not only did they not help him, they oh, no. film it and make no. fun of him because he's <laughs> overweight. So they're making no. fun of this man. They're saying, oh, no, like, Fatty's being robbed. And no. George makes a comment about, like, well, it'll it's at least less money to buy food. So really, the guy is doing him a favor. And... I hope making... this guy
0: shoots one of them.
1: He, doesn't. Really, he does not he they... does not. I hope he turns it
0: around and like like makes them
1: sad. They make fun of him. Elaine says, you know, the best part about robbing a fat man is it's an easy, guaranteed getaway because they can't chase you. These people and they're, are terrible, terrible, yes! terrible. They're so terrible. And They stand there. They watch the whole thing happen. The man who's being robbed makes eye contact with them. No! And is saying, help. Like, help. No! Aren't y'all going to do something? Help me. And they, they don't even acknowledge him. They keep looking directly at him and just let it happen. And keep making fun of him. So afterwards, the police arrive, and the police are talking to to the guy who got robbed. The guy who robbed him is gone. You don't really see that yeah. guy anymore. And then the police arrest the four friends. Why? Because a year ago, they passed a new Good Samaritan law that's, that makes it a crime not to render reasonable assistance in an emergency like that.
0: I thought it just... I thought a Good Samaritan law meant... If you were trying to help someone who was having a heart attack and they died, you weren't held liable for... Well, well, well if they didn't die and then they were like, you broke my ribs, you'd be like, right, well, I'm right. to help.
1: Or if somebody's in a burning car and you pull them out of the car and it causes spinal damage that you didn't know about, but you kept them from yeah. being burned up in the car. Yeah. I said the same thing because I watched this with my mom and she's like, yes, that is that is what like the Samaritan Law is. But for the purpose of the show, this okay. law comes up where if you don't render assistance... You've broken the law. It carries up to a five-year jail sentence, prison sentence, and an $85,000 fine. Also, it was passed over a year ago, and they're the first people to violate it. Oh. (laughs) So it becomes big news. Everybody who has ever heard of them, who's ever had one of these terrible interactions with them, goes to this little nobody town.
0: Oh to, no. They to like see testify the trial. against
1: him. Yes. So the prosecution, because Jerry and Friends hire this recurring lawyer character who's apparently some kind of big city lawyer uh named Jackie. They hire Jackie who is a walking Thesaurus. Not okay. important. Just add some flavor text. Sure. And they hire him and because of that then the little towns like prosecution attorney is like, we have to make sure they lose.
0: Oh. oh and my. they didn't know
1: how easy that would be. So they call character witnesses and it's all these people from the last nine years. Oh Who have no. had terrible experiences with them. And in they call every the guy case, who got deported. They call the guy who got deported. They call the soup Nazi. They call the this they call everyone they've ever had any interaction with because if you've had an interaction with them, it's been a bad one. Okay. They've cheated people out of stuff. They've taken advantage of people. They, uh, Jerry beat up a little old woman trying to steal her, her rye bread from the bakery. Uh, I can't remember the exact circumstances, but he he wants the rye bread. It's the last loaf. She gets it. He follows her out of the store and like physically takes it from her. He physically no. takes the rye bread from her. And then runs away. No! (laughs) So actual crimes are committed. It's also kind of implied that maybe George killed his fiancé. Because Uh. there's a whole thing where they had to lick envelopes for their wedding invitations. And And he can't
0: lick it because he can't spread DNA?
1: He can't lick it. No, he can't lick it because his tongue is dry or whatever. So she licks a bunch of these and it's poisoned or it's like it does something to her. She dies. And then he's glad she dies. Oh! They, oh, one time, George parks in a, this person comes to testify, one time George parks in a handicapped spot.
0: Okay. Because he
1: parks in a handicap, handicapped spot, this woman in a wheelchair has to park in a non-handicapped spot, and in doing so and trying to get to the store from there, her wheelchair gets hit by a car or whatever and is damaged. <gasps> so then to try and make up for it, kind of, without having okay. to actually do the right thing, Kramer finds a used wheelchair that George can give her.
0: Okay. They give
1: her the used wheelchair, and the used wheelchair's brakes don't work. So on this big hill, she goes flying down the hill to terrible effect. (laughs) So Uh. everyone comes and testifies about how terrible they are. The judge and the jury take no time to decide that, yes, y'all are terrible people. The judge is like, I can think of no better solution, no more fitting punishment than that the four of you have to be separated from society for a year and think about your actions, and he goes, oh. because I know I sure will, uh, because he's he tells them what you are like is not even human, y'all uh, are depraved, terrible people, and in the whole trial they're unrepentant
0: so <laughs> they, are the viewers are the viewers like you, me, if I ever watch this are are we glad? are we glad they're they're going off?
1: Well, the thing is you don't know. I was re-watching it because I know that they're terrible people.
0: Okay. But if you've
1: been watching it currently, they're always the protagonists. They're Uh always the people you're meant to root for.
0: So you're rooting for them.
1: Until this episode, I think you really can't. And the the way the episode ends... So it ends, they have no redemption. They get taken back after the trial and the sentencing, back to the cell, which they let them all sit in the same cell because it's a little podunk town. They're all okay. sitting there and they're hypercritical of each other. This is a common thread throughout the whole, whole show. And George okay. is wearing some shirt or whatever. And, and Jerry starts criticizing. He's like, that's the worst button placement I've ever seen. He's like, the second button is uh, the key button. And it's it, if it's not in the right place, it just throws the whole shirt off. You should have known before you bought it. And George goes, uh, I feel like we've had this conversation before. And Jerry goes, have we? And that's the end of the show. Also, they have. So this is Symmetry. They, okay. That is the first bit in the first episode of the whole show. Huh. They talk, they're sitting in the diner and Jerry makes that comment about the shirt George is wearing in the pilot.
0: So, you know they go to jail or you don't know for sure?
1: Oh, you know for sure because the judge sentences them to a year in prison.
0: Do they have to pay the fine?
1: Uh, that's not specified.
0: What happens to their show?
1: You assume, well, it's never specified. You don't know. That's the end is they get sent back to that cell. They have that conversation about the shirt button. The end.
0: Okay, do they have any pets at home?
1: No, they have... These people cannot care for a pet.
0: <laughs> okay, you've really convinced me that I want to watch this show strictly for, like, seeing the nightmare play out.
1: Right, in, like, and, and all the very funny bits. It's circumstantial humor. The okay. Circumstances are absurd, and so it's funny. So uh, it sounds
0: like it ended really well
1: for who they are. Yes, but it's not satisfying.
0: Because mm.
1: you've spent nine years with these people and they are the same people. Word for word, they are the same people they were at the beginning nine years before.
0: Okay. So you want to change it and have character development? Maybe? Yeah.
1: I think, I think this is going to be a recurring theme for us. Okay. I think a lot of endings are not as good as they could be because they lack character development
0: well do you know i bet they were just continuing to go on with the show forever and then they were like one day we can't keep going so we have to end it and then they were like well we can't change them now if we have one season of them being good people then that looks silly
1: i think actually the plan was always for it to end this way really i think they always planned for it to end this way I don't know
0: if that's good writing or not. I haven't seen the show. I can't be too critical. I do know that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has a really similar plot with them just being bad people. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has them... uh, I've only seen a couple episodes. From what I know, there is this priest who's, like, given his life to God and loves everyone and is really nice and this girl decides she wants to date him and doesn't want him to follow his priestly vows so she convinces him to stop being a priest and then she breaks up with him
1: so she ruins steers him away from his life calling and then breaks up with him
0: yes because she decides she doesn't like him anymore yeah
1: that's the same vibes
0: immediately Ooh, that's like monica
1: and fun bobby
0: Oh, fun, Bobby was an alcoholic, and she stopped him from being an alcoholic, and then he was boring, and Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, Monica did a good thing. She helped him. No, she didn't. She stopped hanging out with him. Yes.
1: She, yeah, she may... She did help him, and then immediately didn't help him.
0: Yeah. I feel like the priest thing is worse. Also, I feel like Toby from The Office used to be a priest. I don't know. I feel like he used to be a priest, and then he got married, and then he got divorced, and then he stopped liking God for the rest of the series.
1: I don't know. I haven't seen enough of The Office.
0: There's a lot of crashing and burning. Yeah. That's what we're seeing yeah. here.
1: It's a pattern in comedies, I think. And so mm-hmm. I think the premise of Seinfeld could remain the same, which is it's it's a show pretty much about nothing. Okay. That's the point. But I do think in this last episode... I don't know. It would have been more satisfying if there was some hope to it. Some redemption. If they internalized what they heard everyone else say about them. Sure. But they don't. The whole show, they are, they callously do not help this man. They sit through a whole trial where they have to hear everyone they've ever wronged. Mm -hmm. Tell the truth about how they wronged them. And instead Uh of ever feeling any remorse, (laughs) they might wince a little, but mostly because they know it makes them sound bad.
0: Yeah.
1: They make, they still make jokes. They make little comments to explain why they were justified to say or do or act that way.
0: Okay. So, 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 so what if, what if we take away the whole last, last page of this book? Okay.
1: We just rip it out.
0: Don't, don't write. So what if instead they get this show? Yes. They say we can make 13 episodes. And as they're writing the script, they start to realize that they sound really bad. And so they start to like rewrite the things that happened with them doing the right thing.
1: Mm. This, is, this is taking and, a blue like jazz quality to it. Oh, What? Okay, so you know the guy who wrote Blue Like Jazz? I know you do, because he's your favorite.
0: Yeah, I do, but I have no idea what you're talking about. So did you about. ever
1: read his book? This is another tangent for any, for everyone listening. <laughs> he wrote another book called A Million Miles in a Thousand Years.
0: I did not, but if you're going to ruin my, my idea by saying that I accidentally stole it, I didn't. It's my idea. Okay, I won't it's I fine. won't say
1: you stole it. I don't think you stole it. I'm just saying it in the same way it has similarity. It has similarities. He, okay. it's, it's a real life version because people wanted to turn Blue Like Jazz into a movie.
0: Yeah, and it was a really bad movie. Yeah,
1: but they worked really closely with him on that process and okay. any rewrites or changes they wanted to make to his memoir, they like cleared with him or talked with him about. And so they talked about ways they could make ways they could make the the story more engaging Okay. And so, in Blue Like Jazz, he talks about how he's never reached out to his father, right?
0: Yeah. Like, he hasn't talked to him since he was a kid. Yeah,
1: he's never talked to him since he was a kid. He hasn't reached out. And they say, what if, as part of this story, the character who is you reaches out to his Uh dad? Or why Uh, doesn't he take these chances? He has this opportunity. Or why doesn't he ever leave? And they, they question these things. And he goes... Why didn't I? This is my life. Right, it's his life. Yeah. And so a thousand miles, and a million miles in a thousand years is all about how he took that. He said, he reached out to his dad. He contacted his dad. He went to, he went across the country and did all these fun things. He went kayaking. In real life? He, yeah, like, really in like, real life. In real it. life. He changed his life based on what would have made his memoir a better story. Uh, so he yeah, that. so he like embarks on this this process of self discovery and improvement and and has a really good time. So one hundred percent, you should read uh, it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so he he does that. He to the better ends his own life. Ooh, that didn't sound quite right. Okay. but Yeah, he comes up with a better ending for his own life and has a good time. So Talk I like better answers. So <laughs> 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 yeah, didn't mean that. Not that. Not that no. way. I can't it
0: was it was like my brain <laughs> lagged and I was like, why didn't sound
1: good. I immediately knew it didn't sound good. <laughs> Um, to the
0: better ends his own life yeah
1: oh man
0: (laughs) oh we have to make a sticker but only some people can buy it you have to like show us like a certified like little oh no you have to have your therapist sign for this you have to have
1: your therapist sign for the sticker okay (laughs)
0: um
1: i think part of it is he goes to counseling too and so good i would reread A million miles in a thousand years. But I think you're right. We should give Seinfeld that treatment. That somehow they, maybe they have to... NBC questions, so part of their meeting with NBC in this last episode, when they agree to to the show, they question the whole premise of it's about nothing. Mm -hmm. In the past, George and Jerry have been really closed off to changing what it's about.
0: Okay.
1: But they really want the show to be a thing. So they agree to it this time. Okay. But what if part of that is they force them to take on a new writer to help them? Because George and Jerry are going to be the writers. Maybe they... Okay. And then we have a little bit of threes Company kind of happen. Sure. Where now they have this third person who's in there and they're like, but why do they do this? Or why don't they... Yeah. Why are they so unlikable? Who kind of questions... And then George and Jerry have to defend because the story. Remember the 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 not the podcast. The show within the show is all about the show. Sure, like it's all about Jerry, George, Elaine, and Kramer.
0: They tell the story of the Soup Nazi, and and they're like, "That's a really bad ending. You did a really bad
1: thing." Yeah, like Elaine have to like rewrite. Yeah, they point out that Elaine is unlikable, or that doesn't that seem like overkill.
0: Yeah. So they start so maybe we go for like an, this is like halfway through the season, I guess. They halfway through the season, they realize So we're that we're pushing
1: really beyond what is feedback. the last episode.
0: I think we have okay. to because I think that I think that you have to have at least a couple episodes where they're getting really harsh criticism for like the things that they did and maybe it does flashbacks of what happened. Okay. And you say and they they have to kind of face what they've done.
1: All right. I like that. And maybe that.
0: it's at that it's at that point where they start to realize. And it has to be kind of in a funny way, but in a meaningful right, way. Right,
1: right. Well, maybe even maybe cuz I think you to really make it compelling and to keep with the show, we've got to we've got to up the absurdity a little bit.
0: Okay. Right. Um, You can't. You can't have it have a low ending. Right. Can't have a low ending.
1: You've still got to up the absurdity, and I think you have to up the conflict because that's a big tenet of the show: is that there's a lot of conflict in every episode, even though they're all about nothing.
0: Okay. So what happens if they're getting a lot of really negative feedback, and they start to like implement it into their life, and then one of them really, really doesn't like it, and they
1: Hmm. well i'm also they're thinking like, i'm trying to be a better person
0: and they're like ruining the other well, what if they don't say i'm trying it?
1: to be a better person because i think they're they're probably seasons away from wanting to be a better person but what if they're like i'm so trying no, try no no no, to no. Do nice things
0: but they go wrong
1: what if okay. they say i'm trying to make a better tv show <laughs> like oh. I that's their excuse like when people are like why are you why are you being like this or why are you changing if they don't because uh-huh. they're they George and Jerry are the ones who are being required to make these changes by the third writer in their show Sure uh Elaine and Kramer are not. so Elaine and Kramer could criticize like why why like, aren't you, why are you yeah why this? are you doing a nice thing? why'd you tip that lady? Why are you whatever? And they can uh-huh. be like, I'm trying <laughs> probably push it to more extremes of. Maybe they're trying to help someone against that person's will, like that person doesn't want help. Yes. Ooh,
0: like every maybe. single thing they start to try to do nice, it still oh, ends up horribly. Yeah, or it
1: starts to go horribly. Because remember, everyone in this fictional version of New York is also terrible. So everyone right. is so
0: it's just against it the grain. They yes. start moving against the grain to be nicer people. And it so just like, makes they them try angrier problem. <laughs> Yeah, probably. They just try to be nicer and nicer, like, more aggressively. Like, they try to, like, this is cliche, they try to hold some old lady's bags as she's, like, walking and she thinks they're stealing it. So they get tackled by a cop and then they go home with a bloody and, nose. Or when the and, cop like,
1: tackles them, they shout, I'm just trying to make a better TV show. <laughs>
0: Everyone thinks they're crazy. Yes. Maybe they end up in like a mental asylum instead of a jail because they're like, these people are off their rockers. And they're like, we're trying to be better people. Maybe they end
1: up having to go to therapy. Maybe. <laughs> they rec- they have like oh, court mandated therapy yes. sessions.
0: Court mandated therapy. It's a, they're explaining yeah. what what happened yes the therapist is like well maybe when you asked her if she you could borrow her or if you could help her with her bags maybe instead of saying can i can i take your bags and then trying to run to the store mm-hmm. you just walk with her yeah <laughs> like maybe be a little less sus. offer
1: people the help they want not the help you decide they need
0: yeah Maybe if someone is walking past you and you want to give them a tip, put it in the jar and not in their, like, pants pocket where they're, like, (laughs) not aware that you're even there and they think you're trying to mug them and so they, like, tackle you. I feel like a lot of these episodes should end with them getting tackled.
1: I would would love several episodes, maybe half a season, of them trying to reform their behavior and things going Uh really terribly. You'd have to give them little wins along the way. Like, maybe they get to make some reparations to people they wronged in the past and and nothing's perfect right. because it's a comedy and and it's not meant to be perfect but they get they get some little bitty wins their heart grows a like a size
0: well maybe they're trying to give my <laughs> this is terrible maybe they're trying to give money to homeless people and they start recognizing people that they've
1: impoverished oh no <laughs> oh there's the they're, like, they're the restauranteurs like, oh. they've put out of business
0: yeah, they're like, Would you like a nickel, sir? I'm turning over a new leaf, don't you know? And then the sir looks up and he's the restaurant oh, Nazi no. and he's just like, You ruined my life. Uh,
1: yes, I think that's great. I also I really want this third writer that they're that they're required to add to their show to have to under some crazy circumstances have to move in with Jerry. I think Jerry okay. should have to share his space with this man, and I think this this writer that they've added in has to be a saint to like ridiculous levels.
0: And they're writing everything down. Yeah, they're a writer, but they're like a comical writer. Yeah, like they are. They are with a a pencil behind their ear and a notepad documenting everything. A walking stereotype and. and Every time they're at dinner, this guy is writing everything. He's in the they booth next down. door,
1: just writing. Yes,
0: and then if they say something that's like hateful, he like scribbles it out and he throws <laughs> it away, like it's bad writing. Yeah, he's like, and they're like, we. Have he interrupts. To he's like, we from have
1: to the do top. <laughs> yes, from the top. Yes. yes. Yes, I would love... They,
0: they have no more reason to, like, be bad.
1: So they have to start trying to do like, better. He's like,
0: you are terrible. Yes.
1: It goes he's terribly. Like,
0: this, this show cannot be good.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, I love it.
0: As as they're getting, getting beat up by the cop after they try to help the lady with her groceries, he's, like, scribbling furiously.
1: Yes, he's standing. He is, ironically now, the bystander. <laughs> Taking notes, um, but I'd love for so maybe, 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 maybe
0: this ends <laughs> with them getting the show, and they go, and they are all every single thing happens the exact same way, except at the very, very end of it when they when they see the guy getting mugged, this guy is still writing it down, and then mm-hmm. and then. Mm-hmm. Like they don't make any of those comments. They're just living their own life. But the the police come and this guy's like, that guy wrote down everything that happened. So the guy,
1: (laughs) the guy who's like been starting, been trying to make them better people, goes to jail. Yes,
0: yes. And in the end, they really did ruin his life. This one (laughs) nice guy, they ruined his life. Well, or maybe he has
1: character witnesses who come and say good things about him. And he gets out of it. It's not as funny. Not as funny. Okay.
0: Got to keep with the hysterical nature of the show. This guy who's trying to reform them, who's been trying his very best all season, really to like the annoyance of every cast and crew, has has made it all the way to this plane crash, almost plane crash, and documents by chance the fact that this is happening because he is like the stereotypical writer, mm-hmm. pencil behind Do you the think ear. maybe
1: Jerry and, and friends, Jerry and George at least, intervene a little bit?
0: Uh, I think I think they try to, but it goes comically yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's got to like, go comically like, no, no, wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. you got to understand. This guy's here with us. He's just writing down everything that we're doing, and they look at the notes, and they see that none of them, like, were paying attention, mm-hmm. but they know... And it's like blah 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 blah. They said this. They said this. In the background, person's getting mugged. Person calls for help. Person, person screams at person. Screams at person. Writing, help me, person who's <laughs> writing. And this guy. This season ends with this guy going to jail. No court scene. Nothing. They just drag him off.
1: All right. And that's the end.
0: That's 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 my version of the end of a show. I've never seen.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think we've i think it's fitting i think it fits that still things don't go perfectly i think the only change i might make is that when the mugging starts to happen maybe george and jerry do intervene and it's going terribly now they're being mugged also and the and the writer person is just writing all this down
0: and they start asking him
1: for help and And he, he is just writing. he's just writing And then now he's become, he's become what he's told them not to be because it's bad writing. He's become it. And now he gets arrested. And they kind of are like.
0: Corey, I'm glad.
1: They're like, we're good people. (laughs) And they walk away.
0: (laughs) They do. They walk into the sunset and they get on their private jet and they go to Paris. The
1: end. The end. We've come to the better ending.
0: We have come to the better ending. Nice.
1: All right. If you've made it this far and you liked what you heard, and you'd like to hear us explain another book, TV show, movie, or fan fiction poorly, and then try to give it a better ending, you should subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on whatever platforms are out there. Obviously, you found us somewhere. And then leave us a review if you want. Uh, they mean a lot. They they make our hearts grow they, they grow sure two do. sizes each time.
0: Tell us what you think about a potential new podcast. Uh, po po. Wait, wait,
1: wait. What do I say? The Ed Grawlin Poe cast. The,
0: yeah, I was like the poetry <laughs> cast. <laughs> no. The Ed
1: Grawlin no. po cast.
0: Yeah, tell us what you think. Uh, we might we might make a little something. something if it doesn't
1: already it. exist, it may.
0: We might just make a little in a little mid mid podcast.
1: Yeah, our new our Midcast. new podcast our podcast within the podcast segment sure thing and then if you want to send us something what can people send us
0: uh you could sure send us your icebreakers questions disappointing endings or stories that you would like us to finish for you because we sure would like to try
1: (laughs) yeah if you like the way we handled seinfeld uh why don't you entrust us with the story you wrote uh and you can send those to suggestions at to the better end.com